Hello and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. Conference Championship weekend is here as we're here to preview both games in the NFL this weekend. And the first game we're doing is the NFC Championship game between the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis. And I'm this week I'm joined by two returning guests, two great friends of mine. First of all, in the red corner with me today is 49ers fan Paul Hope. Paul, how are you? Feeling purdy relief after last weekend, but looking forward to Sunday, Andy. Well, so not not purdy good, purdy relieved. I might be purdy good by the end. So the background is if I don't get a purdy pun in, it jinxes the team. So every time I do a pod with Andy, I've got to get a purdy pun. So thanks for having me back on, buddy. It's always great to talk football with you. And always be having you on, mate. Always a pleasure having you on, talking all things NFL. And in the light blue corner. With her today, back first is Lions fan Aaron Fletcher from a sleep at work. Aaron, how are you? I'm good. I've just found out that I've got a friend. I can tell my wife now. Uh, I'm very <laughs> happy. So, no, I'm good. Uh, riding on one of the highest waves I've ever been. Took the time out this week to recognise what a 12 months in sport I've had as a fan. Mm. And ended up... Uh, I don't know how PG you want to keep this, but uh, you know that gift from... South Park with Randy after he accesses computers. I, I, I don't want South Park. I, I no no. Very old popular meme. Uh, a computer covered in certain substances, and uh, that's been me all week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for Lions fan, I mean, you know, you sort of have experience it really in both sports, both both football really. As a City fan and Lions fan, you've had both teams who have been. You know, basically in the mud for a lot of it. I mean, look at the Lions and City back in the maybe the mid nineties or maybe the late nineties, and just how different it is to now. And just you know, we've seen the City over gradual time. You've managed to you know win a treble in the last six months, and for the Lions, it's really been a much quicker um, sort of transformation of you know going from really what were you one and six in October twenty twenty two. Fast forward to 14 months' time, and you can say the same thing for players like Jared Goff as well. The transformation we've seen and how quickly it's changed. Um, and to win not just one playoff game after not winning one in 30 years, but win two, um, to win as many games in the playoffs in the last two weeks as you've had in the last 50 years. Um, yeah. And also to, ha- to host two playoff games and have a third playoff game as well. Uh, and with being one, basically one game away from a Super Bowl, just... Tell us and tell the audience, Aaron, just your feelings right now and just how the season's been for you and just what it means for the Lions fans to see what's happening to your team right now. Um, I think, well, I spoke to you uh, just before the season and I think, but actually one of the things we spoke about more was on your other podcast, more about Manchester City and how the season looks. I think we were talking a lot with Lions fans earlier this season. One of the things we said was 11 wins would be amazing. We could do more, but 11 wins, amazing. The NFC North is there for the taking. We'll go toe-to-toe with the Vikings, but the NFC, if we take the NFC North, even better. And then it's if we get a playoff with just one playoff win, and if we can do 11 wins, NFC North, and playoff, one playoff win, we can call the season done as the greatest season probably it's since the 50s in Detroit. That's We were all so happy with that and to have... One twelve with a couple of those games that w- one of those was lost in overtime. One of those was um we well, we won't delve into it, but the Cowboys loss, which 
is is what it is. We could have very very easily had fourteen wins on the season, very easily. Um, we won the North with a couple of games to go and two playoff wins. That it's exceeded every expectation. So I think, and it's just pure relation at the moment, and it feels like a weird game where, unless I, I, I we obviously speak about this a bit later on, but unless it's a blowout. Unless like we get absolutely mauled in every stage of the game, if we lose on Sunday, we can walk away so happy. It's a very weird position to be in. I think to be able to lose in an NFC Championship game in any circumstance and be happy still with the season. So it's, it's an odd position. <laughs> just one of just just being happy. We're all just being happy right now. Well, well, that's two to three of us are happy. I wouldn't say I've been too happy with sports of late. I mean, you look at. Um, you know, you mentioned about being competitive in games. I mean, we that Chiefs loss, I mean, the Ravens lost particularly, and the Bills losses, just all of them have just been all not even contests. And at least the Bills lost last year in the wildcard round. At least, like I said, then you know, we, we took them close, we had a third choice quarterback. Whereas on the flip side, you know, this, this season to, to lose your last three games, not win your division, and then lose like you did in the playoffs. Um, yeah, not a great, not a great week for me when you consider the clock news today as well. Not being the best ten days of my life, sport wise. But for you, Paul, I mean, Aaron's talked about really completely going against expectations. But for you, you know, you were expecting to get here at least. It was seen as if you're not making at least the NFC title game, something's gone wrong. And I certainly thought that unless you played the Eagles in the divisional round, then maybe that. Um, but of course, you made it in. Um, not maybe the in the way you thought you would against the Packers, is the word, you mentioned Purdy relieved anyone, is the word after that game just for you? Well, the 49er-5th-UK were used to the emotional roller coaster, especially with Jimmy G under centre, because you never knew what game you were going to get. We were all very bullish, heading into that game last week, I came on your show last week, Andy. I'm known in the community as being one of the more positive 49ers fans, but some of the takes I saw last weekend, I mean... We've talked about it there. I was watching uh, your show with Alex Simpson the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, there's a second Lions fan. I'll get onto it in a moment because I've got a friend who's a Lions fan. But you've you've hit the nail on the head there. Four out of the last five NFC Championship games to Nancy there. Three in a row. Yeah, at halftime last week, there was some people in my community calling for Shanahan to be fired, calling for a change. And I'm sat at home thinking, it's 7-6. For as well as the Packers were supposed to be this super hot offense, to put six points on us. Yes, Brock Purdy wasn't perfect. I liked the sound bit that you clipped of me. Whenever you come on Andy's show, you've got to be careful because you're going to appear on TikTok. And <laughs> he lured me in with a bit of Brock Purdy baiting, and I took the bait. But again, we're sat here now, Andy. Last week, Brock Purdy was accused of not being able to put the team on his back. Brock Purdy was accused of not being able to lead the team. In a fourth quarter comeback, we all saw that stat. Kyle Shanahan on 30 when losing by seven points or more. So when I say Purdy relieved, of course, I'm not going to come on this show and say it was the greatest game in the history of the world. But I think it was what was needed. We're going to come up against a harder opponent in my eyes this weekend. I love what Dan Campbell has done at the Lions. Um, my good friend Andy, who's a Lions fan I've alluded to, he watched Dan Campbell's first game with me at home. He travelled down from Newcastle to Middlesbrough. We sat down a couple of years ago to watch the Lions 49ers. The Niners raced into a massive lead at halftime. Then the Lions nearly beat us. It was like a 41-33 game. 
game for the ages. And I remember him saying back then, I'm excited for this Lions team. We'd had Matt Patricia, we'd seen Stafford go, and he echoed everything that you've just said about 11 wins. Can we win the division title? Can we win one playoff game? Now you've won two. And it's weird for 49ers fan Dandy because we're the pantomime villain this week because everybody <laughs> yeah. else in the NFL wants the Lions to win. It's a great feel-good story. You know, most people who are fans of the show want to see different teams. You alluded to it last week. You want to see a different winner in the Super Bowl. And I suppose if I was sat at home and the Niners weren't here, I'd be rooting for the Lions, so I get it. So, yeah, with with the overwhelming favourite, I think seven points I've seen, the over-under's 51. It's not going to rain, which apparently is Brock's kryptonite. But, no, I, I'm excited. It's just a shame we're getting to the end of the NFL season. And like you today, I've seen the, the clock news. That's dominated Twitter on this side of the pond, which I don't want to mourn too much. But it's the NFC Championship weekend. That should be the priority for me. I mean, you make a good point there about um, what you needed because I'm looking here at basically all your playoff results um, of the last four or five years, certainly of the Shanahan era. You know, look at the way the year you made the Super Bowl. You beat the Vikings by 17 points, beat the Packers by 17 points as well. And obviously you let the Leafs against, Leafs slip against Chiefs. Look at the, the following, the two years later, you narrowly beat the you know the Packers in rounds, but you beat the Cowboys fairly convincingly in the wildcard rounds. And then last season as well, beat the Seahawks by you know almost twenty points. Uh, beat the Eagle, uh, sorry, and then you obviously had the Eagles issue. So I think really a lot of your playoff runs have really involved a lot of fairly routine wins. Um, whereas I think now you've had that um, that experience of having these games like that. And I think for Purdy, you know, I mentioned him being game manager, but. That fourth quarter drive against the Packers that late on, that really cements his legacy. That he'll always have that now. Whether he plays just one more game, whether he plays 50, 100 more games with Niners or more, he'll always have, and no matter what happens, whether he, ha- he has a bad run, he gets traded away, he'll always have that playoff drive against the Packers to look back on in the future. You look at the likes of, you know, even Jared Goff, I mean, he had, he, he always had the Chiefs game, the 54 51 win against the Chiefs. And He's now always going to have that drive in his legacy, and especially if you go on, if you go on to win the Super Bowl, that will be looked at even more fondly. So I think you know for Purdy, he's shown he can do it when it matters. I mean, I've criticised Tua and Dak all the time in this podcast for not doing it in when it matters, and Purdy's done that in just in just one drive uh, more than we've ever seen with Dak and Tua in the big game. So for me, yeah, I think Purdy answers critics massively. I think on um on Sunday, but of course. One of the biggest issues you've had, Paul, in recent times is injuries. And Debo Samuel, I, I believe, is still questionable for the game. Um, I've not checked the news in the last couple of days. Um, is he going to play, Paul? Is he not going to play? What's the latest with Debo Samuel? Well, it's a good job, Andy, that I'm refreshing Twitter, Rx, whatever you call it. So yesterday, he was on the practice field, but he wasn't participating. So he wasn't allowed to be on the game tape. And you've got to love George Kittle. So George Kittle's doing some catching drills. And every two seconds, Kittle's looking away from the, the ball. And he's going, go on, Debo. Get in, Debo. And they have to say, yeah, George, you're not really supposed to be giving it away. That Debo's like running behind you. And then today, I believe he's been out on the practice field. So that was the issue last week against the Packers. I think if you'd said 29ers fan, we would win this game by passing the ball a lot more than running it. I think you'd have been surprised. We didn't commit to the run last week. And a big part of that is Debo was in the game plan. We all know what a great player he is as a wide back. He exited the game early. 
And I think that altered the game plan. So I don't know whether Shanahan is going to use Debo more as a, a decoy. But as I said on last night's show, 70% fit Debo taking 50% snaps is better than none at all. And when he's in that backfield, the, the Lions defence have to account for it. Shanahan likes to make the defences go horizontal to get those gaps. I've seen the Lions run defence is quite good, though I could poke a bit of fun. Is that because teams pass all over them? So teams don't need to run at them. And before you throw something at me, I'm going to counteract with a key stat for me will be first downs. Shanahan tends to run the ball on a first down. As long as we can keep moving the ball, I think Detroit give up something like 3.6 yards per carry. Christy McCaffrey is the best in the NFL. I'd be happy with that. Slow, methodical. Um, I'm nervous about Dan Campbell and his aggressiveness. We've all seen hard knocks. Carl Shanahan is known as a tactical genius, but he can be a little bit conservative at times, which is a worry for 49ers fans. We've seen it last week against the Packers. Maybe before halftime, we should have gone for a touchdown as opposed to settling for the field goal, which Jake Moody missed. And if you've tuned into 49ers Twitter, your kickers are never allowed to miss a kick ever, which is a little bit ridiculous, but we'll get onto that a little bit later. But I think we see Debo on Sunday. Same with the guy for the, the Lions on the offensive line. Frank, can't pronounce his surname. He's banged Frank up. Now. Look at the injury report. Frank Ragdoll. He's going to be playing. It's an NFC Championship game. If you've got a chance of going out there, even to take one snap, you're taking it. So if I was a Lions fan, I'd definitely be getting ready to see number 19 on Sunday night. Now, Paul, I want to ask you what the over-under is on the amount of times you've checked on Twitter the last week. you searched the term Debo Samuel uh, injury report because I remember the amount of times I searched on Twitter in 2020, none and void, about panic I had about um, this season being that season being cancelled. And I imagine for you, with what's happened in the past, you must have been constantly checking your um, your Twitter and Google to make sure he was playing on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we record our pod on a Thursday night, and it's a bit controversial because realistically, the injury report, especially supporting a West Coast team, you're not really going to hear anything till Friday. But that's why I've been refreshed to see him on the practice field this week. Um, Kyle Shanahan gave some interviews last night and the noise coming out with Santa Clara is that Debo is going to be playing. And I do just want to say how refreshing it was to hear Dan Campbell talking about our offence and how respectful it's been on both sides of the ball and from the fan bases as well. I mean, I think it helped me because I have a good friend who's a Lions fan. We've had some light-natured banter. As I said before we went live, I was watching your show with Alex Simpson and I really enjoyed that, and I left a comment. And I'm a big supporter of the community in the UK, and I love to see everyone talking football. I know you two are probably dying to talk Liverpool, Man City, yeah. more than you are 49ers and uh, the Detroit Lions, but uh, it's great to see the community grow, and that's just what I want to say at this point. Yeah, I mean, Aaron's football team has caused me the most heartbreak in my life, in my whole life being a Liverpool fan. I mean, three penalty titles lost on the, on the last day to you, most of them in quite... I've stopped, <laughs> I've stopped counting at this point. Yeah, no, no. It could be another year where this could be one of those things again. I'm I'm just hoping that that news today is going to maybe light a spark and inspire sort of a Michael Jordan last dance mentality in the dressing room. And hopefully Pep just let decide to just let us win it. Hopefully he just starts playing, I don't know, Rico Lewis heavy game and start playing... David James up front like Stuart Pearce did. Listen, I don't care. I don't care if this podcast is NFL based. I will not stand Rico Lewis Lander. <laughs> oh, I like Rico Lewis. Um, now talking about over unders, Aaron. It's quite good spoke yep. to you there, but for you, Aaron, 
if you win, what yeah. is the likelihood of you going to Vegas? Uh, that there are like uh, about as Depends. likely as it is that that I don't know Pep Guardiola just appears in my bedroom in about four seconds. <laughs> no, not there. Um, it's it's just too expensive. Um, I've been somewhat offered. I've been offered eighty dollars collective. Uh, with a group of Lions fans to try and get me on a flight or out to somewhere like North North Carolina to watch the to watch the game with some Lions fans friends, but I think I'm going to need a lot more than eighty dollars towards that before that happens. Um, yeah, I, it, I remember on your podcast. I swear you said ages ago, if you made a Super Bowl, you would fly to Detroit. I, swear, I would love to. Yeah, I would love to. It, it's uh, that that would be the idea. If I, if we went to a Super Bowl, it wouldn't be about going to where the Super Bowl is. As much as it would be a great atmosphere and, and around where it is, it would be lovely. But you'd want to be with the natives. You'd want to be – I'd want to be in Detroit, in Detroit bars, drinking with Detroit natives together and waiting for them to fly back the next day by the airport. You know, so just something like that rather than necessarily being in the middle of Vegas – Pissing away every bit of money I've ever earned. Um, it, <laughs> unfortunately, the the life of a freelancer means that it's it's not a financially viable thing at this moment in time. But you know, you never know. Maybe next year. Yeah. But if you if do you have any plans for the Super Bowl then? Because I'm sure you spoke to Alec on your pod off air. So the 49 affair for the UK, we've grown mm. bigger and bigger. There's an official 49ers watch party in Leeds. On Sunday night, the first one I'm going to miss because January's got 375 days in it. And the fact that they've just obviously waited to put it on there. My good friend Lee Gowland's actually hosting the event. So that's going to be in Leeds. It's sent a 350 crazy 49er faithful UK fans watching this wonderful game. And I'm waiting, Aaron, to see what happens because if the Niners get the Super Bowl, I have yeah. a feeling something's going to be on. And I have a feeling it'll be in London. I live in Middlesbrough, not the richest in the world. Getting to London's not easy, but to me, that'll be the next step. I mean, I was fortunate enough to go out to Levi's this year and watch the Niners yeah. play the Bucks with 40 of the UK Fairfield, and it was an amazing experience watching your team in that stadium. So I can understand you wanting to go that way. Now, if the Lions do get there, I know my good friend Andy's got a casino in Newcastle, so I'm sure he'd love to have another Lions fan with him. So I don't know how logistical Newcastle is for you, buddy, but it might be um... doable for you. Me and me and my wife do have like a little Super Bowl tradition every year, and we get a couple of friends around and things like that that and watch it. Uh, however, this year if we do make it, I'm I'm hoping that I, I watch games on Discord with Lions friends in Lions friends in the states. Um, so hopefully, maybe we'll be on with that. Maybe they might be a bit too busy doing their own thing on that day as well. But um, me and my wife have like we we have a little tradition every year now where we have a couple of friends around watch the Super Bowl together. Uh, whether she will let me have people round if the Lions are in it, because I I will put this down now. I am not responsible for anything my thumbs or mouth do in over the next six months. If the Lions make a Super Bowl, never mind win it. I'm not, I cannot legally be held responsible, send all correspondence to the, the Detroit Lions. It's their fault. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but so far, my plans are have some friends around watch the game with them 
Yeah, I can totally echo what you're saying. Now I've got a friend who's a Rams fan, and when they won the Super Bowl, Andy, he got the cap, he got the hoodie. He's a lot more affluent than I am, and he looked into going to the Super Bowl, and he, he couldn't afford it. So ironically, we normally have a watch party, Aaron, and he came to the 49er Faithful UK watch party. He was the only Rams fan in attendance with about 50 UK Faithful. We were all cheering for the Bengals, but it was all good, light-hearted nature. I've already told yeah, my yeah. good lady, we win the Super Bowl, cap, hoodie, T-shirt, and like you said, social media, because I've been a Niners fan since 2012. I've suffered two heartbreaks. I wasn't around for the glory years. So for me, if we actually reach that pinnacle, like you said, yeah. my social media is normally Niner heavy. I think a lot of people will be unfollowing me if the Niners win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've exactly, I mean, I ordered I go to Miami um, to watch the Super Bowl there. Or obviously, if I was lucky enough to get some sort of media creds, I would do it there. But you know, for me, again, I'd be the same as you. I mean, I went Liverpool in the league. Um, I got the got the jersey, got the gold badge, got Firmino on the back. It was, you know, that was something I'd always planned for years. And it's the same thing for me. I think when I see us win a division or when I see us, you know, win us, even win the AFC, I would get I would get everything involved because the NFL, even more so than the Premier League, the window's so tight, you never know what's around the corner. Um, with the salary cap, free agency, um, how short some players' careers are. It's just, it's one of the things where, you know, we've only really seen the Patriots and the Chiefs win multiple championships really over the last 30 years since the, that era began. I mean, you know, we've not seen a back-to-back winner since um, since Patriots in the early 2000s. So for me, yeah, and, you know, you look at the likes of, I think there's been 16 straight quarterbacks that have made a Super Bowl and not made it again. Um, so many quarterbacks have lost their first Super Bowl and never returned. So even for players itself, like, people thought Jane Hurts will be back and back <laughs> But you never, he, he, he may never play again. With what's happening with the Eagles right now, he may never get to play Super Bowl again. You never know. So you've got to make the most when your team does well. And I think that, you know, certainly... I think certainly the Lions will need to make the most of it, you know, when in this game, because I think that, like, they, they, are, in the, they are the underdogs. So the first time, really, in this whole playoff run, they are the underdogs in, in a game. Um, for you, Aaron, I mean, how crucial is it going to be for the Lions to score first? Because this, this Niners team can punish you Really, I think a lot of time through cock management, they, they got the they got the so many players to throw to or run the ball with. They can really just run that cock down and make you guys pay. Yeah. So for you, how important is it, especially if you win the toss and you get the ball first? How important is it with you when you got players like Sam the Porter, Marison Brown, Jameer Gibbs in the backfield? How important is it for you to would it be for them to go down the field, score straight away, and just show the Niners straight away? We're here. We're not scared of you. We're going to give yeah. you a game today. Well, I think I, I mean I remember looking a couple of years ago at stats around the Lions. I think we we, we were having within Lions fans around the UK, we were having this massive discussion about how games go and what where are we winning and losing games. This was under Matt Patricia, so um, and I remember seeing a stat that was like really delved into each quarter and third quarter was always awful, but then you realise actually third quarters are pretty awful around the league defensive adjustments at half time and all that sort of stuff, just a pretty terrible quarter in general for scoring points. <laughs> Which it is what it is. And 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 those that that's just how the game is. We are still notoriously terrible in the third quarter. Now, where I love Dan Campbell is in the ability to it's that grit and that grinding out a game in that when it comes down to seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter, this team is still grinding it out and we're still ready to go. But for me, it's all about 
keeping out as, as horrible, well, it's not horrible, but as, as kind of maybe pessimistic as this is going to sound initially, it's about keeping ourselves in the game and making sure, the, again, as long as we don't get blown out, we need to just keep ourselves in that game and then hopefully let this team's identity and what we're built for carry us through to the end, which is that grit, that determination and, and that ability to just kind of keep going with the game until that last minute where we can finally take it. Uh, so for me, it is going to be a case of, it's going to be massively important if we can get in and score first. Uh, getting the ball first, it, for me, is, is a no-brainer. Let you guys get it back to, to start the second half. We perform, we're really good on our first drive. We score a lot on our first drive. I can't remember the exact stats. Get in there, score early, and have a game where, at least to start off with, it's you guys having to respond to what we do. And that seems to be a way that this team's built. It's something we've done a lot this season, and it's something we've done really well in the 12. Or so. Well, not all 12, because some of them were, were kind of blowout wins. You look at this, what, uh, the Saints when we went up really, really early, quite quick, uh, quite quickly, really early. You look at the Broncos where we just kind of carried that game away. But with some of those other games, it's scoring early, keeping it going, and just keeping just 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 keep getting points on the board and, and making sure we hang in there until we need to. What's that fame? What's the fame? That uh, the we, we'll tread water as long as it, as long as it takes just to fucking bury you at the end. You no, know, we'll, we'll, we'll it's like that whole kind of we'll drag you out into the deep dark abyss and we'll we'll, we'll keep scrapping until we're the last one standing, and that's gonna that's gonna purely be the key, I think. For the Lions, just 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 scrap your way through the game. Important to land a, a nice early punch and set the tone. I think very long winded way of saying that. Absolutely, I think that you guys as well. I think we, we mentioned with Paul the word few. I mean that the Baker Mayfield drive at the end. I mean there was a drive in the game where I think he was it was a minute and a half on the game clock. He got it down this ball touchdown, but of course there was the last drive where Baker Mayfield. Fair play to him. He he gave pretty much all he could in that game, and oh yeah, he, he came away from that game really um, with his head held high. I think, but for you, I think there was definitely two sides to the last drive or so because there was a point where maybe was just he was just slinging it down, and maybe not the last yeah. drive, maybe the drive before more than the final drive. I think the pick was quite early, but that <laughs> drive where they went for the two point conversion miss that drive in particular. Mayfield he was slinging it, and he he got he just yeah, and I think you guys were showing. A bit of frailty, but at the same time, in the following drive, I think it was Gardner Johnson made a crucial play. It might not be; it might be someone else. But to make that interception and kill the game off, I think that also on the you mentioned your offense, but on your defense side of the ball, I think that's going to be key as well. Is making yeah. lots of and making the most because every quarterback will have appeared in this game, unless they're you know some have superhuman games where they're the chief. I think Josh Allen pretty pretty much was part from the final drive against the Chiefs, but. I think for you guys, you've got to have to make most of these opportunities. There might be a uh, yeah. a missed time throw from Brock Purdy. There might be a, a, a drop pass from Kittle, Debo Samuel. I think you guys are going to have to, have to make the most and capitalise, I think, on the chances you get. Because the Niners yeah. are the team all and They are pound for pound the best team in the league, in my opinion. I've said this since week I four. Mean, um, you guys yeah. are going to, have to just keep making it. And when you get the chance, take it. Score when you can. I think that is going to be the key in your defence is just to make the most of, of any 49ers mistake. Yeah, I mean, I'll just just say, uh, and I, I can kind of th I want kind of throw this then back to that back to Paul in a second. Um, 
that this season we've had a huge issue in, with our DBs uh, and getting the ball's been thrown all over him. It's not been pretty a lot of the time. And again, being on Discord with fans in the States, the amount of things that we've all called Aaron Glenn is is an unreal amount of things for this reason. Um, and it's it's always seems to be Cam Sutton in man coverage. That, that final drive, when you're talking the end of a half, teams blitz a lot more and drop a lot more into man coverage. Aaron Glenn has been exactly the same. He, he's, he will sacrifice. A, you have to give some sort of sacrifice on every game you play. You're either not sending enough men at the quarterback or, or you're sending in too many, but you're leaving some men behind it in the backfield. It is what it is. It's just the way the game's played. So we sacrifice a little bit of that backfield and leave Cam Sutton, who's a zone coverage defender who's not meant to be in any man coverage who's not meant to be in in those situations so it's not no hate on Cam Sutton it's just he's not that kind of DB but he's been left in that position in those situations Baker Mayfield saw that opportunity and he took it every time and it worked so for me I think in this game it's going to be the Paul you mentioned first downs for me it's going to be in the third and fourth downs where it's Kyle Shanahan's conser- conservative happenings versus Dan Campbell's pure unadulterated aggression yeah. to the point where he's, he's crazy. But for me as well, what's going to be one is in these la- is in the D line and the, and the O line, but for the Lions defense, what we need to do is we have one of the best run defenses in the country, but we've never faced a C-Mac before. We've not, we've not gone up again. He's a different breed to any running back we've had to cover all season. So that's going to be a challenge in and of itself. But I think one of the things we're going to need to do is, is, really get at Brock Purdy and rattle him and startle him early. James Houston's back now. That's going to help us on the D-line. Aiden Hutchinson, need I say much more? And similarly, it's going to be the other way around. Our O-line is one of the best in the league, and you've got Nick Bosa running at Penny Soul, which is going to be an incredible battle to watch all game. Both QBs, I think, go into the game, having been called before the season started, both of them were just game managers. And throughout the season, a lot of them, both of them, just been called game managers, and it's a it's a tale of two QBs who were out there proving themselves that they can put a team on the back. They can put a team on the back and win a game when they need to. So it's going to be a case of th- those D lines and O lines are really going to get because both of them can start to get messy when they're frustrated and when they get hit and when they need to rush. It's go which team can do it better and which quarterback can handle that pressure throughout the game better, which is going to be, I think, for me, a, a really interesting way of where this game's going to go. And that line for us is going to be what hopefully then helps our DBs. It helps Cam Sutton a little bit. It helps CJGJ and Kirby Joseph get get a little bit better in coverage. So this is where, Andy, unfortunately for Aaron, when we do the 49 for the UK, Aaron, there's four of us. And we all have a job. And mine is scouting the defence. So obviously, I rang my friend Andy. And said, look, yeah. I know you come on the show, but I want to have a chat. I listen to your show. Now, unfortunately, what I meant by the first downs on the running play, the Lions defense are known for being number one in the DVOA and stopping it. What yeah. I mean, Kyle Shanahan likes to run the ball first. So if we can get three or four yards on that first run, Brock Purdy, Andy's favorite QB. I come back with stats when I come on this show. So you mentioned your DBs. I identified a weakness there. Brock Purdy on downfield passes this season. 62.7 completion rate first in the NFL, 14.9 pass yards per attempt first in the NFL, 19 passing touchdowns 
on deep balls. Third in the NFL, but I'll take it. And he's got 130.3 passer rating. Again, first in the NFL for deep ball, which is Niners fans. We're going to beat that drum, Aaron, because we're getting sick of hearing this dink and dunk game manager. You look at Jacobs, according to PFF, who know football more than me, Jacobs surrendered a 66.2 completion percentage rate and a 107 QB rating when targeted. You mentioned Sutton, man coverage. Brock Purdy loves to eat in man coverage. He is first in the NFL, yards per attempt. First in the NFL, EPA per play. First in passer rating against man coverage. First in passer rating under pressure. Now, I think that's going to be the key battle, Andy, on Sunday. Jared Goff has been better. I loved what Dan Campbell said after you smashed the Rams and you said, you know, you're effing good enough for us. And he handed him a game ball. But we've seen Jared Goff as Niners fans. He likes to stand in the pocket. He likes to get the ball out early to the running back or to Brown, who's an amazing receiver. I'm feeling confident, Aaron, because I've got Fred Warner. I've got Dre Greenlaw. Goff loves to eat in the middle of the field, but we've got, in my eyes, the best linebacker duo in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And that's going to take that away. However, you, you mentioned the battle you're looking forward to. I can't wait to see Laporta go up against our linebackers. That's going to be an epic battle. I love Brown, a receiver for yours. Draft him in most of my fantasy teams. Your offense is giving us something to worry about. But then on the flip side of that, when I look at your defense, you gave up 408 yards against the Bucks. And I saw the books live. They weren't a good team. You gave up 425 yards against the Rams. And you're averaging about eight yards per play in the playoffs. Yeah. And if that continues against a Carl Shanahan offense, not trying to be disrespectful, I think Carl's going to be his bag of tricks. I think, unfortunately for Lions fans, the performance last week against the Packers has lit a fire. Trent Williams is already on record saying he can't wait to get out there and smash someone. Can't wait to create those gaps for CMC. And you're right. CMC, Aaron, this time last year, my missus was giving me grief for buying too many jerseys. I have a lot of merch, as you can see. And I was like, but I love 23. He asked me my next jersey. And I, I pulled I, I pulled the trigger, and I, and I don't regret it. It's the one that I go to all the time. Chrissy McCaffrey, I knew he was good. And it still chuckled that ESPN gave that trade a C- on their grade. And whichever writer gave that grade needs to turn his card in. Because for me... The, the Panthers were robbed. What, we gave up a second, third and a fourth. Our first round pick wasn't in there because he has been lights out. And not just as a running back. The Niners use him in that empty backfield. They like to put him out in the motion. They like to use him as a slot receiver. He's not a bad check down merchant for the game manager Brock Purdy to pass to. But I think you've seen. We're confident. We haven't seen an offense Aaron like this. Jimmy G comes up for a lot of hate. But when we went to the Super Bowl last time, Jimmy was efficient. He didn't make too many mistakes, but he didn't have that arm. He didn't have that deep ball threat, as we saw against the Chiefs. Brock Purdy's a different beast, and I think your boys are going to have to be ready to see Kyle Shanahan going with his bag of tricks on Sunday. Well, oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think, but you, you're, and you're absolutely right. I, I don't see... And this is why I say where the D-line's going to have to get into it a lot more. Don't get... Jerry Jacobs is now on IR, so thank... Every god that I don't believe in that Jerry Jacobs is not part of this game. Um, with all respect to him because he's been a part of this amazing what we've done this season, but yeah, I think that that's why I say for me the D line's gonna have to get to work and have to get to work early. And the one thing I will say, just just kind of in in one thing, is one thing we're forgetting is that we have Ben Johnson. Um, 
who no, throughout been a great the, Aussie. throughout the season and the one the one thing that I will always say is well like nothing I can disagree with you there in terms of the linebackers, in terms of the fact that your line could could very well kill Goff if, if they wanted to. Um, your linebackers are going to make things really, really hard for for St. Brown to get into the game, for, for Laporta to get into the game. You hope that this is a game now where Jameson Williams will actually show out and that connection will, because that could be extremely important. But one thing I, I'd say, Ben Johnson is a, a borderline genius when it comes down to it. And hopefully, you just kind of hope that while he, he, that, that this we, we scheme well to oppose that, I think yeah. for me. I mean, you mentioned Hutchinson. He's got 11 and a half sacks. Some Niners fans are mourning because Bose has only got 10 and a half. And what Steve Wilkes has done, he's come in as a DB coach. He's focused a lot on that back end. Didn't work for Ambry Thomas yeah. last week, but we're very good at getting those pressures. If you look at the box scores, if you look at Bose's stats in depth, he's still getting to the quarterback. He's still getting that pressure on there. And I think as Lions fans, you do rely a lot on Goff getting the ball out early, but the play action, he isn't as Elusive yeah. as Purdy. I'm not saying Purdy's a Lamar a Jackson or a, a Mahomes, but he surprised us all with that elusiveness. That infamous drive last week, he got 11 yards with his legs. Andy yeah. referenced the Kittle drop, six out of seven on that last drive. And one was Kittle should have caught. It was in the numbers. Why was George yeah. dropping that? But it just makes for a better game. But yeah, I think it's going to be a great battle. It's going to be a good one for the neutrals to watch. It could go either way. I'm not going to come and trash talk because that's that's not what I do. But I just wanted to throw in, Sutton's been getting a lot of hate and I know the other lads on IR, but I just wanted to reference, it isn't just Sutton. It's the same with us with Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas mm-hmm. had a bad game last week, but it isn't fair sometimes, in my opinion, to pick on one. So I just wanted to reference that. Yeah. So, actually, the recording, but quickly before we do go, um, quick predictions. Paul, who's going to win the game? What's the score going to be? Niners are going to win 30 to 21. Aaron? I do think it's a Niners win, but 31 to 28. Well, it's a clean sweep. I think Niners as well. I'm going to go for a uh, 28 to 20 win for the Niners. And that is where we're ended there for our first of two uh, conference championship preview episodes. Thank you both to Paul and Aaron for coming on the show. And we will see you guys next time for our Ravens Chiefs preview. See you then. Go Niners.